welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Andrew Maine, and joining me, as per usual, is Mr. Justin Robert Young. Hello. Mr. Brian Brushwood. Howdy, guys. A league of extraordinary thinkers has been put together to ponder, to pontificate, and to explore some of the most fascinating concepts the human mind has to deal with. You're not Where this about league us. is and who they are, no, it's not us. Okay. Oh, all right. No, we're just a Spoiler couple alert. of goons just trying to, you know, stumble through this. <laughs> I'm. Uh, if I sound distracted, it's because I am. You want to know why? Why? Hmm. I you don't care about the listeners. <laughs> I care very deeply about the listeners. That's why I try to bring them some of these things every week, and I okay. try to bring new concepts when I think about why Okay, sorry. That was just my things? hypothesis, and it was proven wrong. Go ahead. Very, very flawed hypothesis. Okay. I have in my hands, gentlemen... A book by Mr. Robert Anton Wilson, author of such books as The Illuminati Papers, Schrodinger's Cat, or some people say Schrodinger's Cat, and Cosmic Trigger. This is a less-known book. Um, It's called Prometheus Rising, and a little bit harder to get hold of. It's not known uh, nearly well as, you know, Illuminati Papers or Schrodinger's Cat, and Anton Wilson loves conspiracy theories. He loves these sort of ideas. And this book was sort of his attempt to put together his own theory of, I mean, I'm not even going to try and describe it in my own words. I'm going to read from you the back of the book, Prometheus Rising. Whatever the thinker thinks, the prover proves. Imagine trying to make sense of an amalgam of Timothy Leary's eight neurological circuits, G.I. Gurdjieff's self-observation exercises, Alfred Korzybski's general semantics, Aleister Crowley's magical theorems, and the several disciplines of yoga, not to mention Christian science, relativity, quantum mechanics, and many other approaches to understanding the world around us. This is exactly what Robert Anton Wilson does in Prometheus Rising. In short, this is a book about how the human mind works and what you can do to make the most out of yours. This is uh, the unified field theory of conspiracy theories. It's it's basically, yes, it's every sort of crazy worldview kind of thing put together into his idea of it. In some ways, perhaps it's uh, his own Dianetics. Sounds like a good read. Yeah, this thing I believe was first printed in here. It says 1983, and it never really got a whole lot of traction. It's dedicated to Timothy Leary and William S. Burroughs. So whenever somebody is trying to put together a, a cogent book on how the mind works and you start off with a dedication to those two guys... Yeah. I think the train has gone off the rails. That's just my opinion. Nonetheless, it's yet another attempt by somebody trying to put together how it all works, as Brian pointed out. And uh, I'd like to tell you some fascinating passages from this book, but I haven't been able to make my way through it because it's just crazy. (laughs) Now, you would think the craziness would, like, spurn you to go forward, but it's like a roadblock of craziness. Well, it has. Well, it's interesting because it's kind of like – it's like if somebody – you know, some of those, uh, I don't know if our listeners are familiar with everybody mentioned on the back, but they're all people who have very odd approaches. When you go from, you know, Timothy Leary to Aleister Crowley to Alfred Korpzinski with general semantics, um, it's kind of just covering all your bases. And he kind of tries to get into, you know, Marshall McLuhan here. He has a, uh, there's a picture of two guys standing there holding clubs. One guy has a fez. The other guy has basically what looks like a ferret on his head. And they're standing over like what looks like a map, and it's very crudely illustrated. And it says, most mammals mark their territories with excretions. Domesticated primates, that would be us, mark their territories with ink excretions on paper. Zing! 
There you go. Yeah. So uh, take that, it, writers. And it goes on from there. But I am I am perpetually fascinated by other people trying to make sense of this world, especially when they try and include into it things that maybe make sense only to themselves. And we're going to touch upon that a little bit later. But right now, I have a question for you, gentlemen, just to get this started. Yeah. One of the things we like to talk about here is what if you had a special power or ability? What if you had this? Okay. Now, this week on Weird Things, one of the people we're talking about is Michael Rooker, the actor Michael Rooker. He's been in a ton of genre films. One of the most recent ones you may remember was a movie called Jumper based upon a novel called People Who Jump. Yeah. Uh, No, called Jumper. Oh. And uh, did you see the movie? I did not, but I thought it was a great idea to focus on just one of the X-Men's powers. I mean, generic powers. Yeah. (laughs) Justin, did you see it? I I did not see it. That was the one with Sam Jackson, right? And and Darth Vader? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was a a fun movie. Absolutely a fun movie. And uh, like like Brian, I'm fascinated. Like, what if you just have that one ability, that one power? And I think we talked about a long time ago that I think the first time really in print teleportation was talked about. I think it was like an Alfred Bester or Best novel that went into it. It was just an awesome premise. But the idea was basically the guy theorized that in the novel that people could teleport, but only in times of extreme stress. So this mad government scientist just started dropping people and drowning them and burning them alive, waiting for one person to teleport. Nice. Not an efficient system, but effective. Listen, the man's out there getting answers. What are you doing? Sitting on your butt, that's what. True that, true that. So, Brian. Yes. Let's say you woke up tomorrow. You said to yourself, man, I want some I want some Eggos. And the next thing you know, whoosh, you were in the kitchen. Wow. I'd be like, that's the cosmic forces telling me to make it myself. <laughs> like, you want Eggos? <laughs> you better get started, sir. <laughs> But then you're like, you know what? Maybe I want Waffle House. Whoosh. You're at Waffle House. Wow. All right, now we're on to something. So this is just happening, and I, like, I, what am I feeling during this? Like, do, uh, do, do I see a tunnel and awesome. I whoosh? I'm feeling, I smell waffles whenever I teleport. Once you're there, basically it's just you think about a place, and you realize if you think about a place, you have the ability to end up there. Now, these are all places I've actually been to, or can I think of places that I haven't even visited yet, and suddenly I'm there? Um, if you have a reasonable enough idea of what this place is, you know, what it looks like, you could do that. Brian, you are gliding through the folds of physical reality, leaving a trail of maple syrup. What are you, you know, not realizing here? Well, I'm just, I'm worried, because, like, what if I think about, like, oh, I love Olympus Mons, and then I'm on Mars, and then I'm dead. Uh, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of a self-preservation thing, or maybe there's not. I, I think you're really kind of just overthinking this right now. You know, I don't often get accused of having that problem, so I'm glad that it happened here. <laughs> and the good thing is, is that, you know, you'll have, you know, a few seconds. You know, you could even survive in space for a few seconds before you die. So you'd be like, oh, stupid, and then go back. Is, is that true? Living room! <laughs> is that true? Is that true? Like, like... Did you- yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. I, th- I thought like I thought your head exploded instantly when you went into space. No, your head does not explode. Mm, Simpsons said otherwise. Okay, well, I'm staying corrected <laughs> on that. Uh, your head will not explode. Uh, you're going to have you'll you'll start getting blood vessels will start to burst. You'll start to the first, one of the first things that happens is you're going to have blood vessels bursting. It's extremely cold. You're going to start to freeze, and your blood boils and, because there's no air pressure. Um, I don't know if. It, I mean, like, you have like the, cavitates. You have, it turns to gas because there's because you're in a vacuum. 
Uh, I don't think it jumps right to gas. Uh, we need to get Phil Plate, the bad astronomer in here, to, to correct me on this. But we've kind of gone off the track from the topic at hand. So. Yeah, Brian. I was thinking about teleporting into space, so it's good that we discovered this. So I'm going so to know, stick we know, to you her. Gotta, you got to get a minute, you know. you got to you got to get 30, 40 seconds to get back. Okay. Before. All right. Well, then that, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have some rosacea. That's yeah, for this, sure. This is important because now I'm not so terrified that I don't even want to try it. You know, like knowing okay. that, that I'll be. You have be, no choice, Brian. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Man, what do you do? Do you jump like, do you go straight for the distance record? Do you tell people? I mean, what's your first thing? Do you go, to, hey, honey, look what I can do. Do you keep it a secret? Do you use it for gain? What do you, Justin, you answer this question because it's obviously just messing with Brian's head. Well, it, number one, we can just skip to the end of this segment and we'll just go to where we went last week. That both you guys just make it a magic trick and call it a day. Uh, I would say that, you know, uh, maybe I'll go where I went last week and say that I'm still not ruling out women's dormitory showers. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'll tell you what. For me, I would just – it would completely dominate my lifestyle. I would I would uh, no longer uh, settle for, you know, hey, maybe I'll go to, uh, you know, some restaurant I kind of like, but I'd really like this other kind of place. Boom. I'd just be anywhere I wanted at any given time. But they'd still throw you out. They'd be like, you, sir, do not belong in this fine establishment. And then <laughs> no, they'd just, I know, yeah. I just He's mean, thinking Arby's. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I just mean the Arby's that I really liked in Davie as opposed to the one up here in Tamarack. So, like, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. No, I mean, like, you know, like if there's like, let's say some awesome, I don't know, some some fa- some farmer's village in, in Tuscany that has the prosciutto I like. I'll just bust over there, get a few slices Maybe some cheese from some, uh, some I don't know, uh, specialty shop in France. And I'll have myself a sandwich. But that's what I would do. I would, I would just be, uh, I would not hold myself to physical uh, limitations as a bunch of the loafers of today. Justin now does. No, I tell you, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be terrible. I'm going to keep this thing a secret. I don't want to be captured by any government installation or have my family stolen away, like, give us your teleport powers. And I'm like, I don't know how I do it. And then they're like, sorry, we're killing them all. <laughs> and then I'm Jesus. <laughs> this is what I've immediately, this is like power and, and great is, responsibility. And this is what happens in Obama's America, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to read a pa- passage to you from Lowe by Charles Fort. And from my understanding, Charles Fort was the one, the first person to coin the term teleportation. And if I'm mistaken about that, our listeners are more than free to let give Charles on, Ford personal- reply now or forever hold his yeah. peace. So when he's talking about a number of mysterious occurrences where things appear out of nowhere, people vanish and whatnot, uh, he has this passage here, which I'm going to read to you. He says, the look to me as throughout what is loosely called nature, teleportation exists as a means of distribution of things and materials that sometimes human beings have command Mostly unconsciously, though perhaps sometimes as a development from research and experiment of this force. Here he's talking about maybe the ability to make things appear that were somewhere else. Just a cup. I need a cup. Boom. There's a cup in your hand. Okay. But he's also talking about better. Now that I'm down with. That's like that's like saying gimme, and then stuff happens. Well, let me let me let me me continue. Let me hold hold on. Okay. Right. He is. He writes. He says. It is said that in savage tribes there are rainmakers, and it may be that among savage tribes there are teleportationists. Nice. So, see now this is all right. 
Now, this is where I would want to be, because everybody gets on the whole noble savage thing that they know something about the earth, and we should all take a moral lesson from those who maybe are not as uh, you know sophisticated in us in terms of industry. But if that's how people need to be selling this noble savage thing, they can teleport, uh, you know, they can make uh, you know wigwams appear when they want it. Noble you Jedi, know? they could disappear into the nights. I'm totally down with that concept. Are you, so did, did we you guys? Did we both just decide we didn't want teleportation? Is that really how it just happened? We just kind of blew off the the awesome concept of appearing anywhere. No, I'm not. I, I totally want to do it, Andrew. Where were you at on this? I'm all for it. Yeah. I, you know, the the question is, how do you exploit it? Well, that's and, just it. It's like, I mean, and if you take out magic trick, and if you take out doing <laughs> labor for people, like, hey, move this here, move that there, good job, or be a spy, or all that's work, right? It's like, I'm trying to think of what's the maximum amount of money I can make on this instantly, and all I'm coming up with is you make a trick, you appear in one place. Maybe maybe if you can move, like, massive amounts of stuff with you when you teleport, like make half a mountain teleport away, and then you run in and grab the gold. I'll give you, you know, another human being, maybe 200 pounds or 300 pounds. Yeah. By the way, I think you have a very rudimentary concept of uh, mining, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I'm going to move the mountain, then I'm going to run in and just grab all the gold. Yeah, because there's a bunch of coins there, and the leprechauns are all mad, and I have to kick <laughs> them out of the way. I'm like, it's my gold. I teleported it. Throw it into my worn burlap sack and then bring it to the man in town. But the, mo- well, the the moment you vanish half the mountain, a giant rainbow appears anyway. So you only have so long before everyone else shows up. <laughs> well, here's here's the problem I have with this teleportation, and I'm going to throw it to you guys. If I want to keep it to myself, and I don't mind engaging in criminal criminal enterprise, not a problem. Yeah. I can figure out how to exploit it. Very easy. If I want to keep it to myself, but I don't want to do anything illegal other than maybe crossing borders or whatever, a little more problematic. If I go public with it. Oh, my goodness. I could launch satellites into space. I could go to Mars, unlike the guy who's too afraid on this podcast to go there. <laughs> I, would, I would just get a spacesuit. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't there. even think Idiot. about that. I don't have a spacesuit. <laughs> I think, mean, listen, public, if you go to swimming in spacesuits, you go to NASA and you're like, guys, check this out. You want to go land on Mars? Yeah, I picked it. I I picture, I picture like a plaque that says like first man on the moon, Neil Armstrong. And then there's like 87 other celestial bodies and they all just say, Andrew Maine, Andrew Maine, Andrew Maine. <laughs> it's not, not even fun anymore. Yeah, it's like, great. Oh, hey, you know, we landed a guy on, on you know, Titan. Was it? I think it's a gas. But anyhow, we'll no, you, look, you, can, you can do that because you're teleporting. You, you teleport like, in, you fall like, really? down for a They'd bit. be like, oh, it's Andrew Main. They'd be like, oh. <laughs> oh. You know, it's like Superman. You know, it's like that's the thing about Superman. He just makes us feel insignificant, you know? And, hey. and, and, let's, and let's see NASA, you know, uh, scoff at you. you. You just get some, you know, dude like Elon Musk, uh, you know, to just outfit you with all the space suits you'd want. You, yeah. you, you get sponsorship on it. Now, keep in mind, though, I said that I was afraid of accidentally going to Mars. Like, I want to go. Just let me put on a scuba suit and I'll go to Mars. I don't care. I'm sorry. All I heard was uh, the wind rustling through the pussy willow known as Brian Brushwood. Aww. You can't hear the wind on Mars. It's too thin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
the book I mentioned at the top of the show, Prometheus Rising. Yeah. Um, some people have suggested that perhaps Robert Anton Wilson was trying to create his own Dianetics or his own Scientology, his own theory of mind that he was going to try to exploit. Justin, what kind of cult would you start? Well, uh, I mean, number first things first, if you're going to start a cult, um, you know, it's always got to it's always got to feed daddy. So I want uh, the cult that benefits Justin Robert Young. OK, it's a given. Course. It's a given. And yeah. here are the here are the assumptions I'm going to give you. OK, you're, you're a pretty charismatic guy. All right. Okay? People, people like you. We don't know why, but they do. OK, I mean, not everybody. like. I mean, I know some people just hate you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people. And but rightfully so. There is there's a percentage and there's a good there's a good possibility. I think that if you said, hey, I figured it out. Uh, I've really got this insight into how to the universe. After we stop giggling, mm-hmm. we'll be like, all right, Justin, why don't you lay this out for us? Okay. So given that, if yeah. you have a for, I audience, do that as a rap, by the way. <laughs> like an old school 90s rap. Yeah. We're all- well, let me tell you a story to tell. I don't know. How did I screw up the crappy I'm, 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 I'm looking at your, your cult membership numbers. and they do. <laughs> Either that or they got like way more embarrassing to have with you in public. Keep in mind, the people you attract are going to be want to be seen with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, all I see right now is Chocolate Rain and Numa Numa guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to rap like a cartoon character in the 90s. <laughs> do a dance. That's it. Exactly. All right, so 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 I lay out my cat. philosophy. Is that what yes. you're saying, Andrew? What would be what would be the structure of your cult? Um, not, I don't think anybody really wants to hear your philosophy because I don't think you have one. So just just give me the structure of your <laughs> cult. Sex with Justin, all things are possible. Don't want to join. No, no, no. No, Listen. look that that's you don't find that out at level one. You got to pay. Fool me, fool me once. <laughs> You got to pay all the way up to like level seven, and then you find out the secret is that having sex with Justin grants all your wishes. Well, just every every so, cult so as, always ends with like just you a, know, just a quick shout out, girls. Just a quick shout out to one of our listeners. Rabid Badger is like already <laughs> designing his own membership card, <laughs> which which is me on the head of a rapping cartoon character. Right? <laughs> uh, all right, so what what is the the structure of my cult? I mean, definitely, you just got to look at, at structures that have worked through history. So, yeah. number you know, one, uh, like you could say a bunch of love this, love that, but also everyone has guns at the, at the same time. That's important. Number one, yeah. Number one is we really start seeding uh, the uh, everybody. It's a conspiracy to get us. And here is yet another example about how they're coming for us. They're coming for your children, and yeah, you know, we got to be locked and loaded on this one, kids. Okay. That is certainly one of the ingredients that helps to have a cult. In some, most cases, a lot of cults don't initially start off like that. Uh, like Scientology didn't really start off with, hey, we're being – well, they did sort of say that like there was the, the adversity to psychiatry. So they did sort of say we're up against this thing. So yeah. it can kind of be like we're fighting something. We're either being we're, – we're being attacked or we're the, uh, on the attack. Right, so, okay. Um, you also got to have that, you know, what's it going to get me? How is this going to get me to the next level? What What is your salvation? What is your promise? You got to have them find joy in making like tchotchkes or knickknacks and essentially run a sweatshop because that's where then you're funding it. And then you're not asking for donations all the time, but you got them actually working for you. Yeah. I mean, money's money's going to be an issue, but normally the way that you do it is just get that seed money wherever you get everybody to empty out their bank accounts for you. 
And you just coast on that for a little while. Isn't that how you know so, but, most cults but, you but, start? What if you took it a step if, farther and got like angel investors? You're like, listen, I'm going to start a cult. <laughs> and you have your whole plan I, 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 laid I, I, out. I have my elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. All right, I'm going to start a cult. Wait for it. It's not what you think. <laughs> well, it's, that's what they call little old ladies. All right. Uh, Justin still hasn't given me a reason. Brian, what's, what, why should I join your cult? Uh, because I have all the sexiest ladies. Like It's going to be like a physical test. Like Imagine appealing to the worst parts of everyone's base nature, and it's like to go in, you got three frat boys basically sitting behind a table, and they give thumbs up or thumbs down, and you're either in or you're out on the cult, and only the hotties are in on this one. Well, hasn't there been just like orgy cults before? Like wasn't like that, like the whole like Oneonta cult in New York State. Like that was all just you know, hey, everybody, it's like a free love kind Wait, of. Wait, I'm going. Fest. I'm going to Oneonta like in a week. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> they wound up. It was like the basis. Yeah, really but here's cult, here's the problem. And eventually, though. they got you into mistake, making dinnerware. You mistake orgy <laughs> with attractive. The two are very mutually exclusive, as best I'm able to tell. Wow, look at Every look at orgy swinger. Brian's been to. He's, it's just been like twos and threes. Like, exactly. <laughs> but this is because Brian's like the next sentences, and that's why and I Brian's, stopped going Brian, to key parties. And Brian's the three. So, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then you know you're in trouble. Uh,. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so Andrew, I mean, I, I really don't know. I mean, I don't know what, what my, my, my cult pitch would be besides, I mean, eternal salvation. That's always a problem. But here's the one. question. What's yeah, the end game? Original. What's the end game for cults? Like, is the end game in the Monopoly board of, of playing the cult life, is it that, you know, congratulations, you're now a legitimate religion? Is that really what anyone wants? Or is like, you know, congratulations, someone finally got annoyed and sent in the feds? Generally, the end game for the cult leader is – you know, these cults are often started by people who have very, very poor self-image. They are usually in some sort of economic distress, uh, relationship distress, and they just want unequivocal love. And what goes with that? They want money. They want sex. It's, it's a power grab. They want power over people. That's where it starts when they want other people to, you know, do their bidding and to worship them. Of this, course, you're the talking problem about the is, cult leader, not the, not the people who sign up for the cult. Yeah, exactly, the cult leader. Yeah. But again, your job as a cult leader, again, this should be like a Sims game, Sims cult. Oh, okay. that would be awesome. Okay. So the, you have to come up with what's the hook? How do you how do you get us in the door? And so, you know, the free love thing, not original, but it could work, and it all depends upon who you get involved in that. Leave and it to Andrew next. to find fault with the free love angle. Oh, gosh, no. I think you've got a good angle. I think on the college campuses and all that, there are a lot of very, you know, lonely, lonely young women, impressionable, who would really like a – Adventures I mean, Manson, Manson did well with that, right? He, I mean, for- it was the 60s and the 70s. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, I mean, that was a hard thing. But I think Brian, you know, Brian's got this roguish father figure kind of persona. I think maybe. maybe. I think, yeah, maybe that's it. That, that's, that's your hook, Brian. You're the, going the ladies, they'll be all like, they'll be like, tell me again about how you shoved that tube up your nose on stage and made everyone laugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. All <laughs> That's right. a pretty I mean, sad. I'm, I'm excited. It's a pretty right sad now. angle. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Justin, anything to add to that? Uh, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to sign up for Brian's cult. And by the way, uh, I want to offer my services uh, about wrapping your uh, <laughs> my sermons. All right, all right, the sermons, like and you can wrap and, them. Uh, yeah, offer that. Where did the phrase "cult of personality" come from? <laughs> um. In, in living, living color, color. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Glover, I think. <laughs> uh, so, well, 
we've established that we really are uh, ill-equipped for getting a the gift of teleportation. Um, a complete lack of imagination about how to start our own cult. No, but I tell you, I don't mind here. combining the two. Uh, can I go back and amend my answer to oh, teleportation? Yeah. I would start a cult about me teleporting. Okay. Well, there we go, because now we can do like a whole. Uh, and then it's know, like what, instead the, of the, instead the, of the, banishment, the Qigong people, right? Yeah. Where they, you know, maybe you if you keep coming in, you keep studying, reading my pamphlets that I've been writing all weekend. Mm. Like then eventually you can get superpowers. But you can have like some scary instead of like banishment. You're out of the clubhouse. It'd be like you give them the hug of vanishment, where it's like you hug them and vanish, and then you you come back and they're never seen again. Well, what you could do if you instead of murdering people, Brian, is <laughs> I just say murder. Murder. He just puts them in Des Moines. I just put them. Well, put them on Mars. Well, That's no, murder. Oh. where they're you're you're a colonist without a spacesuit. What you could do is you could have your secret club lair where nobody knows where it is. And there is a story about a uh, there was a sci-fi movie, and I think it was actually loosely based on an offshoot of like Heaven's Gate or something like that, where a bunch of people went off into the desert to go meet with UFOs. And I think what it was, it was a sci-fi movie, but it was based upon the people who like it was based upon the real like people behind Heaven's Gate and one of their first attempts in the seventies to go meet with like UFOs in the Mojave. And the idea was that they go meet and they're never seen again. So what you could do to people is like I can take you to this land, this special land, and it could be like you know, uh, you know, some farmland and you know, swampland in Orlando that you've you know built a nice house on, have a really cool Bose sound system, and you just teleport people there. And they're like, wow, where am I? And I go, oh, and you're on another world. And that might be a way to use Dude, it. Dude, you totally could. A mega mind screw is like, now nah, I've gone mm-hmm. to Abunoland. Yeah. But if, of course, if we're, you know, hinging our successful cult upon the idea that we get the magical power of teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? What oh, if we by don't the way, have. Does it surprise anybody that Andrew has the most cogent and reliable plan to start a cult amongst the three of us? <laughs> I haven't even I haven't got to my plan yet. <laughs> but what if what if you what if you didn't have teleportation, but you convinced everyone that you did like that was your angle for making a cult? Like you, you just hear you want to hear a true story. Yes. Yes, I do. So, you know, in my years of working at the James Randi Educational Foundation, investigator for the Million Dollar Challenge, everybody, everybody I met wanted to tell me their story, their proof of this. The problem is, is most of these stories, the really good ones were secondhand, okay? And one of the secondhand stories I got was somebody who was asking me about Sai Baba. Sai Baba is this Indian guru guy who, uh, not a pleasant person, um, would use basic sleight of hand to deceive people at a ton of Rolls Royces. Uh, was probably not a person you'd want to leave your children with. Don't want to get myself in any trouble here, but a lot of really scary things there. But anyhow, I had this person who was a devotee of Sai Baba. I really thought this guy was onto something, but you read this guy, what he has to say. There's nothing in there that's really that interesting or novel. But he was convinced because he said, well, you know, uh, he says, how do you explain this? He said, what that says, well, there was a documentary crew making a documentary on Sai Baba. And Saiba just started rapping, and it was amazing. <laughs> do you want to hear this? Part? Yes, I do. I'm sorry. All right. May I continue? Please. Thank you. This documentary crew was doing a story on Saibaba. And a cameraman, you know, they were been there for several days, and this cameraman who had to go back to Australia said, well, I've got to go back home to Australia. You know, I'd like to talk this more, but i got to go. And Saibaba says, well, you know, why do you why why don't you just come back right away or why why does it take you so long to go there? And he's like, Well, I gotta get on a plane and I have to go there. And and this person tells me, Sai Baba just looked confused. He says, Why don't you just walk there? He goes, Well, what do you mean? 
And Sai Baba gestured towards the wall and a portal appeared. In front of there was the guy's home. And he says, step through there. And the cameraman stepped through the doorway and was in Australia. What? I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's a great story. Um, and they didn't get that for the documentary. <laughs> and the guy, wait, did the guy <laughs> you know? not have a camera? Was he not? <laughs> and the guy, the, the guy says, they all would show up in film. I was like, how do you explain that? And I go, it's a stupid story told you to make you think this guy is real and only a gullible person would fall for it. Nah, <laughs> you know? they left out the part where he raps. Would have been better. Yeah, it's true. And so anyhow, I mean, I just, I love that. I mean, there are people walking around, maybe listeners who believe this stuff is real. I would like to, but I hear a story like this. It's like, all right, so somebody told you the story and you're asking me to explain it. I don't need to explain it. It didn't happen. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, like, imagine you were just slightly more gullible. Like, that's a pretty sweet story. You know, slightly, slightly more goalie slightly towards the wall and a portal appeared before. Now, grant you, this is a portal apparently being made appear by a guy who is an alleged con man who builds Westerners <laughs> out of millions of dollars and has financed his entire empire on the gullible. Forget about but that. But what's funny, like, I can't help but imagine what it looked like in real life if somebody was trying to deceive someone. Like, I'm trying to imagine me and Justin are trying to start our cult. And so we do the exact same thing. We're just like, why don't you just go there? And then behind a wall, I, like, pull back a cardboard sleeve, and it's like some crudely drawn paper mache, like, fake Australia that I've written on the other side just Brian, to see if the yeah, guy will no, step no, no, through. No, 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 yeah. You, you just have somebody walk into another room. Right. And Andrew's there, like, good night, mate. Welcome to Australia. <laughs> they can shake his hand. Gentlemen, gentlemen, have I taught you nothing? <laughs> no. Here is the thing. You don't have to trick anybody. You just have to make up the story and tell it to enough people, and they will tell about this thing that happened. Oh, okay? no, but that's a good point. Like, what if the guy was an actor? What if this was like a play put on for some third party to watch it and be convinced it's real? To where, like, would it change the story if he told you he saw this with his own eyes? Then And then you'd be like, well, how do you explain that? I saw it with you my own eyes. You, you, you don't need to go through the effort. Now, I don't want to offend a religion or cult. By bringing its name up. Don't junk. I once uh, talked to some people who were at a center for an organization like that, and they found out I was a magician, and they started describing all the, the interesting magical experiences that their, uh, their leader or founder had had. And uh, I know for a fact, you know, it was like, oh, he went here and this happened and all that. It was complete fabrication, fabrications, you know. People who've studied this life history, this guy, know he was never worn in these places. He said this happened. These things never took place. But he said they took place. He told people who loved him and believed him they took place. And they reported to everybody else as, oh, if this happened to a friend of mine. It became a friend of a friend. So you don't even need to go through the whole elaborate charade of, you know, doing a trick. Just tell people this happened. And – the gullible want to believe it. But see, that's like two steps away because I didn't want to do the trick. I just wanted to convince a third party I was doing the trick. But you're saying don't even bother with that. Just tell the fourth no. party that the third party already believed you. I have Justin tell you this really awesome thing that happened, you know, when I'm like, why do you need to go back to Okeechobee? Just step through the portal. <laughs> that's some heavy-duty 1984 stuff. That's like, look, if I Dude, tell you I floated into the sky and you believe it and I believe it, then it happened. You might say that one of or all of the major religions of today are based upon that <laughs> technique. Um, also, I just kind of want to hear Andrew do an Australian accent. <laughs> Good day. That was that was your cue. Please. Come on, come on. Come Good on. day, mate. Yeah, Good day, on. mate. 
Shrimp, on, shrimp on the Barbie. Not today, mate. That's, that's, just say that's not a knife. That's all you have to say. Please? That's not a knife. <laughs> yeah! Oh, that's Yay! a knife. I don't think I could do just Australian, but if you said like Paul Hogan, I could probably oh, do okay. Paul Hogan. Okay. If you said like do Jocko, I could probably do Jocko, you know? Um, that's the weird way. Because, you know, Justin knows like if I don't think about it, I can do pretty good impressions. If I think about it, it doesn't work. Maybe that's your special cult generating <laughs> gift. <laughs> You're so, like, would you, you might say no to me, but would you say no to Paul Hogan? That's <laughs> not a knife. Right. <laughs> All right, so here's my next question, gentlemen. Let's imagine you've made, you started this cult. And I'm guessing you're going to need my help on this. Just just thinking. With my assistance. Not with the rapping part. We got that handled. No, you got that. I'm on, you've I'm got, on that. You've got Justin, who's the cartoon cat from the Apollo Duel video, <laughs> doing that. So you've got your ill-gotten gains from starting your cult. You've got your load of cash. You've got your money. Do I have a throne? Well, that's the question, Brian. What kind of supervillain lair do you build for yourself? Nice! You know what? I'm going to cut out the middleman, and I'm just going to buy the Trump Tower, because that's got to be laid out like a villain's lair inside. With oh all that God. gold? Dude, you're going to get so fleeced on rent. Yeah. Like, why do you why do you build inside a city? You can build your own I didn't say castle. build anything. I said take over. I just I just indoctrinate yeah, whoever gotta, I want. And then their stuff's gut mine. The entire building and you got to like put all of your, you know, do you have any idea what what the rate for movers is inside Manhattan? Not going to move your, see, that's your just rare it. Labor's, statues and labor's free cuz they're all in my cult. Rent's free because Trump's in my cult and he's just he just tells me over and over again that I'm hired. No, not get old. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Brian, Brian basically has the very catalog approach. He wants what somebody else already has, and he's just going to make it for himself. Yeah, just to, no, right? I'm not going to make it. I'm just going to steal it. I'm going to take it. That's, but that's I'm saying better. that's all I'm because, saying because it's not just like oh, I tied you now. It's like now I have it, and you don't. All right. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to go. So, but oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me interrupt for a second. Go I'm ahead. sorry. This. I am sorry. I am. That is pathetic. Bro. Yeah, that Brian, is pathetic. absolutely pathetic. Okay, so here is Brian. Okay, and Brian, and nobody calls you a supervillain. They just think you're this really awesome guy. Some people kind of question you or whatever you, right? And so, like, I'm gonna go visit, you know, Brushwood BB BB Towers. Yeah, right? and I go visit Brushwood and BB Towers. I'm like, oh, it's the old Trump Towers place, but with BB written like spray painted over Trump because yeah. I'm not even gonna I'm replace like, those letters. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what happens? You talk to me that way, you get that my eyes turn yellow, and I say, how about a trip to Mars, Andrew? No, okay, but I don't know that. I think I can, and he you don't want to just... He has yellow contacts in. That's right. himself an awesome facility to go do stuff. You know, the James Bond movies have at least informed you how to be a little bit more creative in this all you want to do is become the new landlord of Trump Tower. I'm just saying, look, if okay, first of all, those Bond villains by, had a so by, the way, by the way, you are not but a year away from renting out office space. Okay, listen, I'm oh my goodness. You know, you're like, you know what, let me talk to one of these sub renters one of these renting companies, you know, or the Simon people who do the malls. Let me get them in there. That is like so boring. Dude, right? I would. I would totally have franchises Emperors, in all okay? the malls. 
No, what, but is, the, what, uh, did, what did the Egyptians create for themselves? They built these temples, these massive monuments to memorialize themselves. Which You're has go been just, such a boon to I, the culture of humanity for years to come, which I have no interest in. All I want is mine, me. But you, but it's we're, we're gonna, yours. I'm, you we're gonna still, I'm taking know, it. We're gonna still see. We're gonna still see because knowing you, we're gonna still see. The, the concrete holes where you peeled off the Trump Towers logo. And we're going to look at that and like, oh, that's where he pulled down the sign. Yes. Yeah. That's where he asked Travis Lopez to go spray paint TV <laughs> on there. Okay? Right. And they'll say they'll say he was truly a grand conqueror. No, he's not. Yeah. He's like, oh, he was like Donald Trump or something. Yeah, it was like he really liked Donald Trump. He really, wanted he really to just had a hard on for Donald sad. Trump. Just in your turn. All right, I'm. A, I have a. I have a couple of things on the on the uh, on deck here, and I don't know which I'm going to go with. Maybe you guys can help me. Number one, really kind of partial to the uh, Legion of Doom from the Super Friends. Maybe a big dome in the middle of the, the swamp. weird, like Darth yeah, helmet, the the, yes. the the Darth Vader helmet in the swamp. Just because no one expects the swamp, right? And like you know, you you know the terrain. Feds try to storm your uh, your, your place there. You know, you know every place that they can come from. It's dark. You just got a tactical advantage. Also, just the other thing I liked about the the Legion of Doom thing is it almost looked like a spaceship, like it could just blow off into space at it, any it given time. Did. It did. All right. Yeah. So I could just number one. All right. So Swamp Spaceship is probably a number one. The other thing is I always I like the idea of being in a mountain or something, but I also like the idea of building kind of like my own. Statue of Liberty, like a big statue of me, where I'm working in my eyeball or something. Right. I'm I'm really uh, digging that. True story. The original version of Never Say Never Again, they were gonna have the villain in uh, like the the crown or the torch of the Statue of Liberty. Like he was nice. there the whole time and nobody noticed him. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I was also gonna have like sharks swimming through the New York City swimmer uh, sewers as part of the plot. So, so there we go. That that's where I'm at. Either gigantic picture. Or, or sorry, a gigantic statue of me as, and I'm not going to lie, may or may not, my body might be that of a cat. Uh, and <laughs> um, I'm sitting there with my mic outstretched as if I'm waiting for everybody to repeat the thing that I just rapped. And, um, and then through my eye, like the camera just zooms in into my eye and you just see me plotting. Also, uh, it might walk. It might be kind of like... Uh, like a big a big robot that walks around places too. All right, you ready for mine? Rap? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, obviously speakers. Duh. Right. All right. Here's here's my. Right. You're gonna get mine now. Already. Yeah. Okay. I put some thought into this. <laughs> I've got say, a couple don't say options Trump for you because I already stole that one. That's me. No, I'm, living, no, I'm surrounded by gold. Okay. You're, here you are in Trump. <laughs> here you are in Trump Tower. You know where I'm at, Brian? So, I don't know, but are you surrounded by gold and eighties? I mean, the impi- are you? Am I surrounded by cheap? Cheap, gouty furniture and interior styling design that anybody with any real taste wouldn't want? No. I'm going to be right. in the Empire State Building. Hear that? That's the Empire State what? Building. What? That's just down the road. Listen, that whole real estate area down there, that's all downhill. You got to find it up. Whoa. Listen, I'll hook you up with my guy. He'll find you Brian, some better real estate. Empire State Building, okay? 
I take the whole thing over. I kick out everybody, and I'm in the Empire State Building. How do you like that? And you know what else I'm going to do? Wait, did wait you did close to the top? I'm building myself a little helicopter. If it was good enough for King Kong, Brian, I think it's okay. But you just got done mocking me for doing. That's my plan. You stole Um, my plan. I'm kind of with Brian. You changed the address, and you act like it's genius. What is this? See, you're already doing my plan. You stole my plan, Brian. You stole Donald Trump's plan. Name me. I, the I stole to there. I stole his Name me property. The Your Trump Tower was Trump's vision. What person lived in and occupied the Empire State Building other than King Kong? Name a person. Go ahead. I'm waiting. I don't know, but you know what? I'm going to sell the Trump Towers right now. I'm going to get the Chrysler Building, and I'm going to start lobbing, lobbing grenades is, across the city over is, at you. What is the what is the center of the world? What city? New York City. What is the center of New York City? Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Why not Ground have zero. your fortress at the center of the world? Like, I mean, the center of the world. You got to deal with all that lava. Yeah, lava is such a pain. Says the man who permits. wants to build a floating Darth Vader helmet in the middle of the swamp. Dude, you can totally, you can get swamp land cheap, baby. How are you getting power out all there? Right. Are you just going to run right. a cable? So if I'm not an extension public, cord? Get rid of the public option. If we think the public option <laughs> is a very horrible, horrible idea, I'm building an undersea fortress. Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. Um, I, you know those aquariums where they have those big, huge, you know, like 100 foot wide windows into the ocean and it's like 40 feet tall and it's frightening when you go down there because you just think, you know, one, one terrorist with a grenade. You know, could just bring this in. I'm building my big, huge glass-walled undersea fortress with my bedroom right in the middle of it with sharks and manta rays just swimming by. You know what? Yeah. As long as we're in crazy land, I do. I think I'd like the idea of the center of the earth at the core. You're centrally located to right, now everything. You're now you're just being ridiculous. You know what that commute's like? No. Let's say you live in Phoenix. And then you got to commute to the center of the earth. No, every it's day. tubes. You just take a tube for like twenty minutes, and you're there. And plus, if anyone you don't like, you just bang on the walls. You send an earthquake their way, and it's done. You're like, hey, keep it down up there, All Tokyo. All right, mole man. All right, mole man. All right. <laughs> I know. All right, hey, back to reality. You want to be all Brian Aquaman? Mulock. Who's cooler, mole man or Aquaman? Aquaman. What? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you've said this before that you absolutely believe in an extraterrestrial life. Yes, an intelligent life. Odds are, yes. If I'm if I'm laying a bet, I bet one of them uh, can play tic tac toe. Yeah, no, I'm taking the field. I'm saying right. probably. So if we make that assumption, we've got to assume that, you know, some of it's going to be less advanced than us, but most of it will probably be our good. Some of them will be more advanced than us. It would have more likely they'll have a million year advantage on us, right? Yeah. Yeah. They'll be able to teleport. Well, if we assume that one extraterrestrial life is possible, two, that it's way intelligent life out there is possible, two, it's some of it's going to be way more advanced than we are, right? Um, Have they been here? No. Why not? The same reason I have never been to the North Pole. Because there's nothing there worth seeing. We are on Tatooine. Tatooine was filmed on Earth because it is Earth. Yeah, but Brian, people who have who who don't share your spine of jelly have been to the North Pole. Yeah, totally. Okay? We have we have hunters who regularly go to the Arctic Circle to go visit there. We try to go there. there there's if there's some interesting spot or in it, you know, it, we'll go look at ants 
in the Amazon. You know, we, oh, wow, look at this ant. Isn't that interesting? We'll go do that. So assuming that, you know, people are, that intelligent life is going to be curious, which I would think it would have to be to be intelligent life, because how does it get intelligent? If it's not curious, it doesn't know anything, and then it's not intelligent. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, obviously, Alien Brian is on his alien world, uh, you know, fostering his his alien uh, hard on for alien Donald Trump. Right. Yeah, I'm still I'm stealing the alien Trump towers at the moment. I don't have time for undeveloped swampland of Earth. That's a Justin (laughs) Robert Young job. No, but people are out there. So, Andrew, to answer your question, of course they've been here. They're they're, you know advanced teams working. At any given moment, and we might not know it. Maybe they're in the atmosphere. That is you know, so around. egocentric. There's no way, dude. We don't register on the radar. We don't How matter. How do you know? But, but, but okay, let me let me rephrase this, Brian. I'm not saying that like we're the we're the center of their universe, but you know, if we could send a probe to every nearby star, we could. We would. If NASA could send a probe to every moon in our solar system, we would. And we will. If, if you have this immense curiosity and the immense technological capability, they're going to send probes. You're going to do something. Are they going to ignore us? I feel like, if- like I feel like this is the exact line of reasoning that a lonely chimpanzee sitting in a tree in the middle of Africa is asking for why nobody is trying to have a conversation with him right now. We're like, but we oh, are. We've seen them. We yeah. are. And it, the, the biggest problem we have. No, is just we're not to with get that there. particular trip. Be- why? Because there's Coco a million. wanted a tailless tabby. <laughs> there's a million. There's a million freaking chimps out there to talk to, right? And I'm sorry, but there's so but, many but of them out there. But, but well, because we kind of assume that one chimp's like any other chimp. But if you've got millions, that's right, and they are. There. And if you're if you're a million years advanced over over the good, the good old U.S. of A., then clearly you're going to look and be like, well, there's a million other intelligent creatures just like these. So why why would they... we're all going to be alike? I think it would be vastly different. Well, yeah, we we're all different. We, but... we have Brian. We have these people called scientists, okay, who study things In the most coats. obscure, obscure oh, things. Go on, they, tell it, us how how great we are. Make your pitch to the aliens. Perhaps they'll come down. I'm not saying we're great at all, Brian. I'm saying that we have scientists who have, who study the most obscure. Yes, but things. they don't they, hit everything. They only hit a statistically insignificant portion of those things. The odd, the world capable. is filled with so much wonder we never have time to get to any of it and the odds of any one ant being studied by any one science are virtually non-existent and in the whole universe you're saying that we're so special and that there's something so unique that you keep saying that i'm saying that if you have the capability you want to study as much of as you can but you're saying saying, i'll tell you what i'm glad that brian can finally give a voice to the world's collective self-loathing complex apparently a lack of curiosity i know our low self-esteem as a planet finally has so its I'm just saying the odds are against it. The odds are mega, mega let, against it. Let me give you – I'm the guy that I'm not even sure if intelligent life exists out there. Remember that, okay? I'm going to give you an assumption here. Intelligent life is out there a million years more advanced than us for the cost of a phone call for us. They could send a probe to every star in the galaxy, Okay. They could send a probe to every star in the galaxy and to go look at the star and to look at the solar systems and do flybys and to go get data on it. Okay? Would you, you don't think they would do that? 
No. Why don't we do that? We don't even do that on our own planet. We can't. We, haven't ex- we can't, Brian. We can't. Well, no, 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 no. We can't. We can't can can explore a hole. We can't go and send some to every star, but we do try to go everywhere on the planet. Yeah, but we haven't made it everywhere yet. And the but places, we're trying, and we're actively doing it. And there's plenty of other places that we've been, Brian, and we passed we, over because we, they're not interesting. Brian, we, are, we, have, we are actively trying to categorize not only every animal on the planet, there is a project to categorize every gene. Right. Every gene. Of course. That we can and how find. are we doing on that? How many we I could I could count on my fingers how many but we're animals trying. We're, you're making progress, me, baby. But my point you're is You're telling me that they don't want to. No, you're telling me they don't I'm want not to. saying that. You're saying they consider no, it. You've got to listen saying, to the words oh, I'm saying. Those losers on Earth aren't even <laughs> worth taking a look at. I heard a podcast one time oh, that everything arrogant, stinks. Arrogant Earth people come look at me. I'm not saying it's coming down in a UFO. I'm saying it could be a cloud of nano dust mites that just sweep through our atmosphere, do a little reconnaissance on us, take some photos, listen to some radio waves, and just drift away off into space. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna get it back at the lab and say Zarflox is one is gonna ask Zarflox too. Hey, what came back from that Milky Way planet? And eh, nothing. Oh, the DB Live show. Watch this. <laughs> annihilate, annihilate. <laughs> I would very much like to hear from our audience, find out what they think. Yeah. Their opinions on these issues. So you, you can shout them us? down, too. <laughs> oh, stop it, Brian. Don't be a baby. <laughs> um, yes, so I can. So we can dis- – and maybe they're going to dismantle my arguments, too. That's that's the uh, that's the thing we open this up for it there. So if you have any questions or comments, what email should we use for this? What email address do we have? Um, you guys can send it to me at, at Justin Robert Young at, at gmail.com. We'll, we'll get we'll get a proper like weird things ideas. Yeah. Put uh, put 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 weird things in the subject line. Yeah. Weird things, comment or question, so Justin knows to read it. And there you go, gentlemen. It has been a spirited discussion, and uh, I've enjoyed every bit of it. And uh, I don't I don't know if we really help make the world a better place. <laughs> in fact, I, I think anybody listening to this, maybe we all got a little bit collectively more stupid. But hey, that's the price we pay. Absolutely. So, Justin, thank you. Brian, thank you. Brian? It's been weird. Wait, Brian, Brian, come on, acknowledge the man. He's saying he's trying to do the sign off. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, my name is Justin Young, and I'm here to say I want you to join my cult in a major way. Word to your mother. (laughs) Good night, Mike.